This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Halloween, everyone. We're back with another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. As always, I'm Justin Michael. Hope everyone is doing okay after yet another frustrating loss to Boise State. Man, they had that one. Uh, thank you to everybody that tuned in to DNBR Rams late night. You know, we will have those post-game shows for you throughout the season. Definitely enjoy interacting with all of you and, you know, just kind of talking it through in the moment. Sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm coming up with points as we do the show because that's just the nature of the beast when we do a post-game. But I, I do appreciate everybody that tunes in, especially when we do it late at night. CSU men's basketball opened up the season this morning with a 92-55 exhibition victory over Adams State. I unfortunately could not attend this in person. I had some family stuff this weekend, and I had Broncos tickets, which I purchased before they announced the exhibition. Literally could not sell them. Tried. Definitely tried. But as was made evident by the 12,000 no-shows, there just wasn't a lot of interest in the Broncos. I went and froze my butt off. It was still a good time. Good to see him get a win. Uh, probably prolongs the inevitable in terms of making staff changes. I mean, Vic Fangio is going to be here the whole year or close to it. Would be nice to get Shermer out of the picture, though. Man, the uh, the Broncos offense is inept. Anyways, I, I did watch a lot of the exhibition on my phone, talk to some people about it. And I dove into the numbers, so I'm going to just kind of go over my takeaways from that. Uh, Obviously, you know, not perfect. Nine turnovers in the first half, way too many. But that's why you play exhibitions, right? Like, preseason is is rarely perfect, and that's why you don't open with a real game. Also going to dive a little bit more into the Boise State game, the red zone woes. Really frustrating. Before we get into that, something to keep in mind for our homeowners. With prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that. Make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market, you know how stressful it is trying to buy a house right now. I mean, if you've attempted the process in Colorado, it's absolutely crazy. Let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They're going to alleviate so much stress. Just take some of that worry off your plate. As mortgage brokers, they're able to shop over a dozen different lenders with many different products to find the right fit for you. They want their borrowers to know who they're working with and not feel bounced around. They take the time to help their borrowers be as informed as they want every step of the way. And beyond that, they're just genuinely rad people. They are DNVR members, they're CSU alum, they work nights, they work weekends. They do what it takes to make sure their clients are getting the best loan for their situation And that's why you should visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Not only can you enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat, 
You're going to get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. You can also call Mike directly at 970-412-2472 or again, visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Cool, cool, cool. Let's start with the positives. And we're going to do hoops here in just a second. But I do want to shout out CSU Women's Soccer, who plays in the Mountain West Women's Championship. Uh, They play Utah State on Monday afternoon. Big opportunity to keep the positive vibes rolling. Keely Hagan really doing a tremendous job in her first year as the head coach of the Rams. It's, It's encouraging to see. Everybody knows that I think that this is a sleeping giant. I mean, there's so much talent at the youth and high school level when it comes to girls soccer in the state of Colorado. I was around that world a lot. I played soccer growing up and just a lot of girls that I that I grew up with went on to play at various universities. Obviously CSU didn't have a program until 2013, so not much of an opportunity for them to go there. But you know, we saw this program kind of start to break through in 2019 under Bill Hempin. Regressed arguably in 2020, but it was you know, it was a wonky year. It's tough to fault them too much. And then this year, they've they've kind of piggybacked off of what they did in 2019. Not quite as dominant in terms of where they're at in the standings, but consistently competitive, you know, in contention, playing games that matter. That's, that's what you want, you know? That's what you want for a program that's building and on the rise. And hopefully they'll get, you know, a proper stadium at some point when that women's sports facility gets completed. Their facility, I mean, the, the playing surface is really solid. Much better than when they used to play by the Lagoon back when the program started. That was that was kind of embarrassing, to be honest. But now they practice and play over where CSU football used to practice before they got their new practice facility next to Canvas Stadium, which is also awesome. Really, really nice surface. It looks cool. It would just be nice to have some stands for the soccer program. And, you know, hopefully they'll get there eventually. It makes sense that the whole project has been delayed after COVID. Who knows when it'll be completed. But uh, regardless, best of luck to the Rams. It's encouraging to see the program continue to take steps in the right direction. And, you know, hopefully we can see them do more with it next year. Maybe beat the Buffs, win the league, beat Wyoming. Still lost to Wyoming in the regular season finale. Luckily, the Cowgirls didn't make the postseason, so... Bracking rights get a little bit complicated, I guess. They won the head-to-head, but, you know, CSU still went further than them. Hopefully the Rams can continue the season and, and beat Utah State. Couldn't beat them in football. Maybe you can beat them in football. Anyways, let's get into hoops. Like I said, they won 92-55 to on Sunday morning or afternoon. All five starters played. That's encouraging. Adam Thistlewood's minutes were restricted a little bit, and that kind of makes sense. I mean, they're going to have to ease him in. He's coming off of off-season surgery. Interesting that Deshaun Thomas got the start over James Moores. He obviously started the year last year as a starter. James Moores kind of took over. I mean, honestly, it's going to be a situation where they need both of these guys to be really productive and effective. Both guys are going to play a lot of minutes this year. But since it was DT that, that got the start in this one, It's encouraging to see that he made the most of that opportunity. Had 14 points in 18 minutes, 5 of 7 from the field, 2 of 3 from 3-point land. That ability to stretch the court a little bit, 
and knock down those perimeter jump shots, it's so encouraging, man, because it could just, it opens up the entire floor, especially with the way that CSU has guards that can cut. They have to respect him as a shooter. The bigs have to come out of the paint. I really, he could be an X factor for this offense if he's knocking those down consistently. And just kind of talking about DT's game specifically, if he knocks those down, yeah, it's going to help the team. It's also going to help him. He's going to get more minutes. But as, you know, the bigs come crashing out on him, that's just going to open up open up opportunities for him to cut himself and get to the rim. He's athletic. His first step is really quick. It's tough for a big guy, especially when they're coming forward, to then stop, go back towards the rim. I just really love the potential of what DT brings to this team offensively. I would say that both him and James Moores are going to have to take their defensive game to a new level this season if CSU is going to want to you know, make the NCAA tournament, maybe win a game or two. It's going to be a big factor because we saw the Rams kind of get bullied in the paint a little bit, and they're going to have to play some good teams, you know, and their non-conference slate is brutal. But even in conference play, I mean, San Diego State has a ton of length. They need DT, and they need James Moores to be big contributors for this team on both ends of the floor. And what's encouraging is I think both guys have the athletic ability to do so. They're both skilled guys, both you know, I think James Moores is a little bit more dangerous down in the post just because he's a little bit wider. He's got good footwork, needs to finish a little bit better. But just being a little bit thicker, I think he's kind of hard to contain down low. That's not to say that Thomas isn't effective in the post. I mean, he's quick. He's got a nice little subtle little hook shot. He's got good touch in general. I mean, all over the floor. Moores is just kind of closer to your traditional five. You know, I think DT can kind of be a stretch four or a five. He's a little bit thinner, probably a little bit quicker. But, you know, good game from both of these guys. James Morris had 17 points in 15 minutes as well. CSU as a team, 44 points in the paint. That's really encouraging because, you know, the Rams don't have a ton of size. They do have guards that can get to the rim. They cut well. It's not like they're scared to go in the paint. They just don't have the most size in the world. And when, you know, the jump shots aren't falling, I do think this is going to be a really good three-point shooting team you do still have to be able to to kind of bang in the paint a little bit and and get those dirty points. I mean, you know what David Roddy's going to do, and he was awesome on on Sunday, really versatile. We'll get into him in a second, but, you know, James Moore's DT, what can you bring offensively? What do you do defensively? I just, I think it's going to be such a big factor for this team this year, encouraging that they both played well on Sunday, kind of bringing these long-winded points together. As far as Roddy goes, he and Isaiah both played a game-high minutes. Roddy, a game-high plus 39. I mean, all the starters were great. Kendall Moore was plus 34. Stevens plus 26. DT plus 23. Thistlewood was also plus 23. John Tanjay plus 18. James Moore's plus 13. Jalen Lake plus 15. So a lot of the guys that are going to be playing significant minutes, Isaiah Rivera was uh, plus 15. So or plus five, excuse me. Sometimes reading is tough. Anyways, it was encouraging that most of the guys that are going to be contributing this year and playing significant minutes were making a positive impact on the game on Sunday. You know what you're going to get out of your stars, and they were great in this one. David Roddy, 12 points, 5-11 from the field. One of five from the free throw line, so need to clean that up. But he had 15 rebounds, six assists, four blocks, that's just like some Charles Barkley shit. 
but with even more assists. I mean, if you, if you can get six assists out of Roddy on a, on a nightly basis, how do you stop this team? Because you have to respect him as a passer. You have to respect him on the drive. You have to respect him as a shooter, although you know he's not the most lethal dude from deep, but he can knock down those shots. He's really good in the mid-range. Now he's dishing out six assists, and you're also getting six assists out of Isaiah Stevens. I mean, if those two go for 12 a night, that's going to be so hard to stop. It just makes you have to respect every single aspect of their game, their drive, their shooting ability. You know, you gotta, you can't just double them because they're going to pass out of it to the open guy. <laughs> this team's just so versatile in the ways that they can beat you. And that was kind of on display in this one. Like I said, it was a great game from Isaiah, great game from Stevens, but it was just kind of a versatile performance altogether. It's good to see that the Rams were solid in transition. 35 fast break points, also at 16 points off turnovers. Would probably like that to be closer to 20, just given that they forced 14 want to make the most of those opportunities but the fast break points in particular is a great sign because this is going to be one of the most athletic teams in the league and they don't necessarily have a ton of size you want to be able to run people off the floor especially with the way that their guards can get to the rim especially with the amount of guys on this team that are capable of you know breaking out in transition you trust Tanjay you trust Kendall and Stevens you know you trust Isaiah and Roddy to make the right decisions the young guys are, are really great athletes you just have so many guys where if they get the ball with positive momentum, you're going to have to foul them if you don't want them to get to the rim. And I think that's a way that CSU is going to be able to wear opponents down this year. I will say that nine turnovers in the first half is far too many, but it's not something to panic over. I mean, like I said, that's that's kind of why you play these exhibitions. It's because you know it's not going to be perfect. You got to imagine that the guys were amped up. I mean, they were excited to play the inter-squad scrimmage on homecoming this was against a different opponent that's always going to get you going but you got fans in the building it, it makes sense you know that the guys just weren't perfect right off the bat it is something they're gonna have to clean up though because if you give a team like oral roberts and max Aismas those opportunities they're gonna bury you if you give alabama those opportunities they already play at a crazy pace they can get to the rim as well if you give them those opportunities they're gonna bury you you know, CSU's going to have to play smart this year. Luckily, they have a lot of veterans. They have a lot of unselfish players. They have a lot of continuity. All of those things should benefit CSU when it comes to just playing smart basketball. I mean, I think we see it with the Nuggets, just kind of comparing a, a young group, but they've played a lot of minutes together. And that's like this CSU team. You know, it's two, three years of everybody playing together, and I think it's going to benefit them offensively, and I also think it's a big reason why expect the defensive numbers to be better this year? We've seen them make progress each and every year under Medved. You know they're going to give the effort. Now they're just more comfortable. They're more experienced. They're you know better athletes after working with Jason Phillips. That dude always gets these dudes yoked. That, that dunk by Isaiah Stevens, that putback, is a clear example of that. He wasn't doing stuff like that his freshman year. But this is just a team with so much talent, so much potential, they just got to play their game. You know, you, you can't get too caught up in the moment. There's going to be some tough losses. I'm sure you've got a really, really good conference. Your non-conference slate is obviously really hard. But as long as you're competitive in that and pick up a couple of key wins, it's really going to serve you well in terms of the metrics and just the respect you have on a national level. You're playing big games. They're going to be on prominent, you know, TV channels, big times. That's all great for CSU. Fair or not, the reputation you establish early 
and just kind of becoming a household name, that tends to help a lot of teams come tournament time. It's just having that brand recognition on a national level. Anyways, I'm so pumped for hoops. I know you guys are too. I am going to have a live preseason show, which is going to be awesome. Working on putting that together should have really high production quality. Working with the whole staff, it's going to be dope. Um, but great start for CSU in the exhibition. Great team win. A lot of individuals played well. Kendall Moore, defensive bulldog. Him and AT, man. Unsung heroes on the defensive end. Thistlewood's made so much progress as a wing defender. And, and Moore's just a bulldog, man. He pressures you. He had four steals today. Absolute stud. Love those guys, and I'm glad they're back again. Let's move on, and let's talk football. NFL fans hungry for a big win this week. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win. If they win, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. DraftKings also allows you to get some skin in the game with the same game parlay, which is where you combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win. If you win, you win $200 in free bets. It is really that easy. Again, make sure you use the promo code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I also want to shout out the homies over at Solace Meds. They're always hooking it up. They have just incredible deals. They have uh, all October long, Dixie Gummies, Solace Bars, Solace Sticks, Mile High Extractions, Summit Products, 1906 Drops. All of those are 25% off. I know October is almost over. They will announce new sales for November, probably very similar ones. If you go into any location and there are four convenient ones in Colorado, one in Foco, one in Wheat Ridge, one up Broadway, one just blocks away on East Colfax from the DMVR bar as well. But when you mention the code DNVR20, you're going to get 20% off your entire order plus a free Solace Bar or King Cone, which is an edible and pre-rolled joint respectively. You save money, you get hooked up with swag, they're always hooking it up. Plus they just make your cannabis shopping experience a delight. Head to their website, solacemeds.com, order online, pick up at your convenience. And again, make sure you're using the code DNVR20 to save 20% off your entire order and get hooked up with that free swag. All right. Um, a lot of you probably could have used some Solace Meds products after that Boise State game. Man, they had it. They had it. They had it. They had it. Not as much of a gut punch as 2017 was. Again, that, that 2017 game will be burned in the back of my mind for the rest of time, along with the 2004 Rocky Mountain Showdown. A couple of other ones as well, but those two in particular. Just frustrating because... <laughs> They completely dominated that first quarter. You come out, you get a couple of stops defensively. You score on your first three drives, but you you have to settle for 22-yard field goals, you know, chip shots. And and Caden Camper's a stud. It's great to see how, how consistent he is. But when you're playing a team like Boise State, you can't trade touchdowns for field goals, and you knew that eventually Boise State was going to, you know, be able to score. They were going to wear you down. They're playing for their season and honestly, that's going to be a theme for the rest of the year. So you have to figure out this red zone stuff. Wyoming, they're a desperate team. They're 4-4 four and four after starting 4-0. and oh. 
You think they don't desperately want a win against CSU? You think they don't view CSU at home as a game they should win, especially with the offensive inconsistencies? Of course they do. They've got a great defense. And just like I said, their backs are against the wall. They've lost four straight. They don't want to lose their fifth in a row to CSU. They don't want to lose the border war for a second straight year. They don't want to put that much pressure to reach the postseason. And same goes for CSU. I mean, if you lose this week, you can't lose another game if you want to qualify for a bowl. And that's not a good position to be in, especially when you have to host Air Force in Nevada, two of the best teams in the conference, two teams that are going to be playing for spots in the Mountain West Championship. You know, all of these teams that they play, even Hawaii, you know, they might need that win for bowl eligibility. Everyone you play is going to have a lot of stake down the stretch. They're going to be going for touchdowns. You can't just keep settling for field goals if you're CSU. It's going to kill you. We've already seen them lose. I mean, I think penalties were a bigger factor in, in, the, in the Vanderbilt game, but still, you score a couple more touchdowns early instead of field goals, you have a chance to really bury them and go up like 28-0 between that game and this game. It's just so frustrating. And even New Mexico, you know, you can afford to do that against them when the defense is balling out. You can't do it against good teams. And it, it finally came back to haunt the Rams. The thing that killed me in particular was just they kept doing the same thing. And I know that you have to run the football. It's a big part of your offensive identity. David Bailey is a big part of what makes this offense tick. But you're going up against stack sets. You have incredible tight ends. You have a quarterback that's really effective out of the spread, especially in those QB draw type situations. Spread things out. I mean, he was playing phenomenally. He's making great decisions, displaying great touch. Put the ball in the hands of your quarterback that's playing really well. Try and get it into the hands of your skilled tight ends or Dante Wright or anything, but, you know, going jumbo and just trying to run between the tackles over and over and over again. Again, like, I know that's such a big part of CSU's offense, but also you're kind of hurt on the, along the offensive line. You're plugging and playing some guys. You just have to get more creative than that. And we saw Boise State you know, kind of get innovative and, and shake some things up on the fly. They're pulling out trick plays. And I'm not even saying that's what CSU has to do. I think they got kind of cute on one of their possessions with the trick plays, actually. But we saw Boise State adjust to the flow of the game. And we didn't really ever see CSU do that. Between the 20s, they looked great. But in the red zone, it was just the same old thing every single time. And it's just a brutal way to lose because if you hold Boise State under 30 points... You, you should have a ch really good chance to win. And obviously CSU did, but they just, they haven't been putting enough points on the board and you're going to have to, if you want to beat Air Force, if you want to have a chance to upset Nevada, even Hawaii, I mean, they're struggling defensively, but they can put some points on the board. Like you're going to probably have to score 20 plus to beat them unless your defense just absolutely owns again, which is always a possibility with the talent you have, but that's just not really a sustainable way to win. I mean, even the 2015 Broncos, who basically solely relied on their defense, still needed Peyton Manning in the offense to make some plays every now and then. You just you got to find a way to put points on the board. Maybe, you know, maybe they just need more home run plays. Two weeks in a row, you've had 30-yard seams to the tight ends. Those are great. I mean, it, it's great that they're getting Dante Wright involved, Ty McCulloch involved. Ty McCulloch, excuse me. But you can't just keep relying on Caden Camper and the defense to bail you out it'll cost you an opportunity to go to the postseason. And that would be a shame with just how dominant and rare this defensive group is. And I mean, it's not like you have a Trey McBride every year. Like you, you can't waste this opportunity. And now 
The Rams are in a difficult spot. They're gonna have to go three and one down the stretch. I still think it's possible. Like I, I genuinely think genuinely think they're better than Wyoming. I think they're better than Hawaii. I think they have the guys to go toe to toe with Air Force and potentially Nevada. But you're gonna have to score more points. You can't keep having the untimely penalties that have killed you. Like they just have to find some consistency and play a complete game for four quarters, which outside of San Jose State, they really haven't done. Toledo and, and New Mexico were both impressive wins and definitely impressive defensive performances, but offensively, they kind of left a lot to be desired, and that's just been a problem for the Rams all year. If you're looking for silver linings, Caden Camper remains awesome. The defense was competitive. Giving up those long drives was backbreaking, but all things considered, pretty competitive. Todd Santeo was awesome in this one. He's playing great football right now, guys. Not average football, great football. And it's it's encouraging to see, especially after the start. They have plenty to play for down the stretch. We've seen CSU respond through adversity a couple of other times this year. But, you know, hopefully, hopefully losing to Boise State didn't kind of take some of the fight out of them. Um, that'd be di- disappointing considering you go against Wyoming and Air Force and still have a chance to play for the postseason. But also it's human. I mean, you know, those type of tough losses really add up. Anyways, we'll see how they respond. Obviously played pretty solid against Wyoming last year, forced a couple of turnovers. Offensively, not tremendous, but they did make plays when they needed to. Trey McBride balled out. Hopefully they're able to follow it up with another quality performance against Wyoming. Went over the pokes, but at least it would heal a little bit of the heartbreak of the last couple weeks. Wouldn't completely erase it. But it's kind of like eating ice cream after you get dumped. You know, it's doesn't make the pain go away, but it might numb it a little bit, at least for a night. Anyways, um, I'm going to go here, but just kind of speaking of sweets and since it's Halloween, I did want to end the podcast on something fun, potentially controversial. I don't really care. I'm going to give you my top five Halloween candies. This is I'm, I'm a candy guy, so I, I feel like this is an expert opinion, but Starting with five, we're going with the Heath Bar because toffee rules, and it's just a little bit underappreciated. You know, I, I'm a chocolate guy, I will say that, but I don't understand why the Heath Bar isn't bigger. I buy them at the grocery store all the time. Love them. Number four, going Starburst. Classic, easy to give out. You're always stoked when you get them. Different flavors, the variety makes them great, and they're just easy. I don't really like Skittles. I'm a Starburst guy. Number three, Kit Kat. Simple, delicious. I love milk chocolate. Love the crunch. It's a great Halloween candy. Uh, classic. Number two, another underrated, a little bit of a deep cut. Maybe a bit of an old man candy, but I'm an old man at heart. Mr. Good Bar. Such an underrated candy bar. Milk chocolate, peanuts. Doesn't get any better than that other than the OG, the king, the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup which is the obvious choice for the best Halloween candy. Anything else, you know, you're playing for second place. I can't wait to buy a bag of discount Reese's. Although, I don't know how long, you usually don't have very long to, to take advantage of the discount candy because then they they put out the Christmas stuff and it's full price again. It's that like beautiful 12-hour window. Maybe I'll have to go tonight. Anyways, hope everybody has a safe Halloween. Hope everybody has fun. Much love. We'll have more content throughout the week. Obviously, big-time border war coming up. Going to increase the hoops coverage as well. Everybody that supports the content, you make my dreams come true. Peace.
Bitches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be